0: Score North and Scorenorth.com. Great cash, homie. Great cash, homie. Ah yes. Welcome in. Daily Vikings Entertainment here on Purple Daily, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And today, you all have a special treat. For the second time, it's Macadac's Camp Notes. No. Nah. That's oh, right. Football. A special treat for football. all of you. Football. Judd and I were uh out there sweating inside yesterday. the inside the rope, sweating in the in yeah. the they, dude, that was a long ass practice. They went like a half hour beyond the scheduled end time. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, well, it they, was physical. They
2: play- They play on Thursday, so my guess is because they're scheduled for a night practice in the stadium on Tuesday night, which is tonight. My guess is that's scheduled for, like, an hour 45, and I bet they don't go as hard, so I bet he was trying to cram in a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. there was – I mean, they had, like, three or four different pretty intense, like, team practice sessions. I think there was maybe a two-minute thing that they tried to get into. It's hard to tell because where we stand – like the inside the rope sort of media area is behind one of the big digital boards that I think they put, they'll put like, they'll put a clock on there and stuff. So no, it's that's hard. a, that's a replay board. So okay. like they watch so okay. the
2: replays on that one. No, I, they, they put, um, they put a few situations up on the scoreboard in the corner. And yeah. I saw, I saw one that they ran the first and second. I don't know if Jaron Hall got involved in, in this was a four, minute offensive drill but yeah they did a lot of work they clearly were trying to cram in as much as possible um to give themselves a little bit of time i think before the game on thursday
0: yeah so we're gonna get into i've got about i don't know eight nine ten different sort of categories here of camp notes and judd you can you can flank me because we stood next to each other for uh for two and a half hours watching Football. football practice But these camp notes are presented by our friends at TCL, which has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com. And a shout-out to our friends, too, over at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been such an awesome supporter for us as we've been growing our business here at Score North, Purple Daily, over the last few years, and uh, they've been a great partner for businesses going back to 1904 inside and outside the state of Minnesota. Their corporate culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect, and those four cornerstones create the foundation that supports all interactions and decision-making for Federated. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Uh, I think my favorite part of camp yesterday, I told this to Judd, Declan, I don't think you and I talked about this during our uh, three hours of bonding at Monday Night Raw oh, at Target God. Center. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm still chasing the high from the Cody Rhodes entrance. God.
0: It was one of the, it was sometimes, you know, you go and it's Monday Night Raw and, you know, some, there's, there's things to nitpick. It was one of the best Monday Night Raws yeah. of the entire year so far. It was Easily. fantastic. Easily. It was, what awesome. was a surprise. So uh, LA Knight LA yeah. Knight being there, he's a he's a Friday night smackdown guy, not a Monday night raw guy. He was there on a Monday night to start a feud with the Miz. And so they got into a great promo battle. What else? Well, I guess Shinsuke Nakamura turning on yeah. Seth Rollins was kind of a, a we're big gonna moment. get a little bit of a probably mini feud there.
1: Um and then Chad Gable, Judd. So Chad Gable's from Minnesota. Right. He went to Saint Time Saint uh, Michael Albert Fillary okay. was a stud wrestler there in high school. And we actually sat right behind his parents Literally. at the show. Literally, they were in front of us. Uh, and Gable won a fatal four way to be the number one contender for the Intercontinental title held by Gunther. Um, and Gable <laughs> took his son and like, ran around the ring, and the big crowd popped. He's from Minnesota. It was uh, a and, and and a lot of we want Mania chance, which I also very much
0: appreciate. Yeah, they did not confirm that we're getting a WrestleMania at U.S. Bank Stadium, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Joe, we'll get That's you out next smart. time. I know Not you were busy it. last night. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. I, I'm, next time I'm all in. Okay. We'll get you. <laughs> we'll get you. But my favorite part of training camp yesterday, I was standing next to a really nice security guard, sort of, uh, like on the side of the fields. And he kind of, and we're just like talking about, we're observing practice, whatever. And he kind of leans over. He goes, Hey, let me ask you this. And he has no idea. Like, I'm just some yokel who's watching practice. He has no idea that I like talk about the Vikings on a podcast, whatever. He goes, Uh, yeah, let me ask you something. What's up with all these people hating on Kirk Cousins? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, all those guys who criticize Kirk Cousins, what's up with those people? Yeah, I agree with yeah. you for sure. And I said, well, I mean, you know, let me play devil's advocate for a second. Don't you think there's a difference between <laughs> Kirk Cousins five years ago and maybe Kirk Cousins now? And we had a great, uh, a great back and forth about it, but. Yeah. I would have been like, gotta go. See, yeah. but, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I, sure I gotta go. I, I gotta go here. <laughs> I gotta go that way. So, okay. Camp note number one here. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, I think, and you tell I mean you've watched more practice than I have. This is my 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 second one in the last week, just being there for the full practice. I think the offense looks like it's having a hard time processing Brian Flores' defense, just with all the moving pieces. Also, just. Marcus Davenport looks like a beast early on here. Daniil Hunter mixed in yesterday more than he has, you know, since coming off the uh the contract hold in. It feels like Cousins Mullins and Jaron Hall when he gets in there. And even some of the running backs trying to figure out like, okay, where am where am I supposed to go here as they're sending extra men? It just feels like the offense is um it's it's very fast for them right now, what's happening defensively. Is that a fair observation?
2: I think so, and we saw a little bit of that just, you know, in in fairness. We saw a little bit of that at times last summer as well, and that was down at Shell, obviously. But, you know, the one thing that stands out t- to me is, it, and it's not just uh, Kirk and the first-team up- offense, Nick Mullins is struggling too, and what we're seeing, in my opinion, is this, it's Brian Flores essentially, and rightfully so, saying, I got to get my guys set. So, like, I can't be giving you, you know, the looks – that you want Kirk talked about this pretty extensively in his uh, press conference last week too, and that's where he said, you know, at times I'm trying to beat the defense, but I'm not going to see this defense again. And then the coaches are like, you don't need to win practice; you just need to like get through your progressions and operate. And so there was definitely I felt though, a a sense of um, flustered during the course of the practice on Monday. And yeah, the defense is going to throw a ton of looks and it's exciting to watch because I I think it's a potential precursor to a unit that should be greatly improved. But uh, there was no question what Kirk threw uh, two picks, I believe in team drills, both uh, picked off by Juwan Williams on Monday, Nick Mullins threw two. So, yeah, I, I would agree. It looks like, and this is part of the problem, it looks like the defense is getting to the quarterback. They obviously can't sack him, but they're getting to the quarterback fairly quickly, which, you know, to go back to our conversation on the, the scoop session that we just did with Doogie, I think we're seeing why they, they probably had Dalton Reisner on speed dial as well, because I'm not sure about you, Phil, but it seemed to me a lot of that pressure was coming from the interior And, like, you cannot repeat last year where, you know, in week five, Kirk's ribs are a mess. You've got to keep him somewhat healthy um, or you're going to be pressing your luck. So I I agree with your assessment. Yes, the offense looked under duress.
0: Yeah. Yeah, some of the interceptions are, uh, yeah, they're just like, they're either rushed throws or panicked throws, you know. But then again, I don't know how you deal with that if you're 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 trying to set up your offense and you're trying to install things and you're trying to go through your progressions it's like I used to cover baseball enough you know watched a lot of uh spring training batting practice sessions where you know they would bring a pitcher in for live pitching and the hitter is just trying to get his timing down so there'd be times where mm-hmm. okay I'm just looking to hit a fastball now or time up a fastball. But then the pitcher's, like, also working on his breaking stuff. And and this happens in spring training games, too, where you'll see a pitcher go out and just get rocked in an inning of, like, whoa, what happened to, you know, Duran or whoever, you know, pick your pitcher. Well, he was working on his breaking ball because it's a spring training game. And so he wasn't really worried about how do you cope with that if you're Kirk Cousins in the offense. And on one hand, you're trying to solve the riddle of, where do I slide the protection? Who's coming? Who's not? What's my hot route here? But maybe your goal in that practice is to just, like, get through the plays. <laughs> right. Without worrying about, like, That's exactly a hot right. route, you know?
2: I, I think that, again, this is going to come back to – why the joint practices are going to be so important, right? Cuz like that's going to be that's going to be looks that are that are looks that you're going to see because the floor's defensive process, I don't know, is is super common. Like Kirk said l- last week, I basically am not going to see a lot of these looks against opponents. So, I think we could take what we saw yesterday and really have far more judgment once those joint practices take place because we're not going to see the players from the first team, I don't think, on Thursday. Um, but, you know, the flip side that's good is, like, you watch this defense and it looks pretty doggone aggressive and good. Mm-hmm. And I, and to me, the biggest thing, though, is that pressure. Like, how do you – you've got to have some – you've got to be better against uh, the pressure and pass pro than what we saw probably interior-wise consistently last year. And if I there was one takeaway for me yesterday, it's that. You've got to improve that. You've got to make sure that that holds up better.
0: So sort of along the lines of, uh, like, the, the positive on the flip side, like you said, my next note is, it's kind of a joint note here. Daniil Hunter is now working much more with the full team and the full team drills. He definitely snagged at least one sack that I saw when he mixed in. And... His uh, his cohort, Marcus Davenport, had a couple of sacks and team drills and continues to look really impressive from what I've seen so far. So those guys together, and there was even a moment at some point in the last couple of days, I saw someone report that Daniel Hunter was working with Marcus Davenport. You might have had that observation yesterday too. Oh, it was so, right here. Right here? Okay. This guy with two thumbs right here. <laughs> Who's got two thumbs and exclusive and he, observations? And watch Ted's his practice. Get. So those guys just... Especially because we've seen more of Davenport in the practices so far, look really impressive in this defense early on here, dude. I saw—I so, must have seen Davenport in the backfield six different times yesterday. He's just—you mm-hmm. can—he's—you can tell why he's tantalizing and why the Vikings are intrigued with what he can do beyond the one sack or whatever he had last year.
2: I'm not saying it's going to be a good thing if uh, Davenport is one and done on a prove-it contract here, but it sort of is, because I think this is all about, like, um, after coming off what I think is clearly, with the Saints, a disappointing year, Phil, like I see this as his chance, especially now paired with an elite uh, edge rusher and hunter, I see this as Davenport's chance to really get a contract. And it might not be here, but if you can crush for a season – and cause problems. And I also like the fact that Flores is, is, is again, doing what we thought Donatel was going to do. He's mixing up the fronts. There's packages where it's like what, Wanham, Hunter, and Davenport all on the field together, and two of them are side by side. There's going to be a lot of deception here, and I think as far as Hunter and Davenport go especially, that's going to cause some problems because you're not going to see them just in one spot, which I felt that we saw far too much last year after thinking Hunter was going to move inside and on be on the right side. He did that occasionally, but I want to see that type of thing more. And I think we're going to see that from Davenport
1: and Hunter. Mm-hmm. Well, Daniel Hunter's 28 going on 29 Davenport 26 going on 27. So is there a path where you let one of them walk, you pay one of these guys, and then you probably draft an edge early in the draft next year.
0: Sure. Absolutely. You definitely, you definitely need to draft an edge early at some point here, but you also need to draft a quarterback at some point, maybe, yeah. although they might, let's say Kirk just lights the sky and says, you know what? I want to make money, but I'm not going to be, I, I don't need to be like a top three highest paid quarterback anymore. I'm fine. I've made a quarter of a billion dollars. It would, it would make change some of the things that you would do here. But if you look at the things that they have to pay beyond this season, Jefferson is going to get paid. Hawkinson's going to get paid. is going to get paid. And then to Dex's point, they don't have an elite edge rusher or even a top edge rusher under contract beyond this year. Yep. So they're going to have to either pay one or two of their interior guys or go get a free agent or sort of start over with a first-round edge rusher. It's an interesting well, conundrum.
2: If they get to the win total that we expect, I don't think they're going to be in a position probably unless uh, they trade way up to take a quarterback first round edge rusher edge Rush, Ed rusher is a different story so like i think that there's a very good chance i would not be surprised if their first round pick is that position um because i don't know that they're going to i think they're going to be i think they're going to be too good to be in a like prime time quarterback draft position don't you
0: yes i mean unless I think, they I, I, make a um, trade or yeah, unless there's an injury or yep. something i mean there's ways to to move up but Okay, my next observation: Christian Darisaw appears to have tweaked something. Did we get any clarification? They certainly don't, you know.
2: No, and they didn't talk after. Pre- they don't talk af- after that practice, so we don't know. But he definitely in the one-on-one drills. It looked like it might have been midsection, and he did yeah. not practice after that. So, yeah, he, he, uh, it.
0: he came out, and you know, they just uh, and the, and I think after that too, the offense was even leakier. Obviously, along the offense, like now you're without Darisaw and Brian O'Neill who I have an update on for you, mm-hmm. Brian O'Neal is progressing, I would say. So what he was doing yesterday was he was he was in full pads, everything, and he was doing some one-on-one work off to the side. He was doing, like, some individual stuff, but then he was doing some one-on-one, like, hand-fighting stuff with Daniel Hunter, too, and they were kind of talking to each other, whatever. And then when they got into the 11-on-11 team stuff, O'Neal, with the first-team offense, would stand in the huddle so he'd take in the play just like he would, and then they would and Oli Udo was the is the backup right tackle, so he'd be in there. Right. And then the all right, ready, break. And then O'Neill would trot off to the sideline, which isn't I mean, it's not like running from the middle of the field. Yeah. It's like he just ran off like twenty feet. Get those And then Oli Oli Udo would get the physical reps, but Brian O'Neal yep. would get the play, mental rep, yep. go over, and he would even like Sort of shadow. He would line up as a tackle on his own and kind of shadow the. The one disconcerting like, thing, mind. though,
2: was was yes that put twelve men in the huddle.
0: That yeah, was the, the referee! One dis- the referee should have been flagging that. That brought that brought back a lot of flashbacks <laughs> to Vikings. No, get him out of the huddle! What's he doing?
2: It's twelve men in the huddle. Never again.
0: These refs, so they do bring in refs. I don't know if they're like local high school or college refs or whatever. And it is funny they're they're told to like call stuff right if you see a someone getting handsy on defense you should throw the flag uh but there was a time i think it was last monday yep. when uh, kevin o'connell someone someone got i think it was uh one of the refs flagged the offense for an illegal motion or something yes and very excitedly right the ball is snapped and boom flag goes up in the air and kevin o'connell kind of melted down on him i don't know We yeah, he didn't hear like what it. he was saying yeah he, he's he's like, just, why are you calling just, that
2: yeah, I don't think he was too happy about that.
0: Well, it's the heat of summer. Yeah, I guess it is. So um, so I think it, it looks like Brian O'Neill, is, they're not going to put him in a preseason game, but it looks like with a month to go until the regular season starts, he's in a pretty good spot here considering he's already in full pads. So, okay, we're at the halfway point of Macadax camp notes. So let's take a quick time out to talk about our friends at Finch Home Solutions and all the help that they are doing for people like us who don't know what they're doing around the house.
2: Well, that's a fantastic point. You know, when I go to, right, to right. A, a Vikings practice, and there it is, the Finch Home Solutions van. When I go to a practice, I'm taking notes because I know what I'm watching. But when I'm at home and something goes wrong in the electronics of my home, I got no clue. But you know who does? My friend Cody Finch and his team at Finch Home Solutions, they don't just have a clue. They have a solution. They're going to come to your house. They're going to get things fixed. They're going to be efficient. They're going to be friendly. They're going to be quick. All of those things are important. And right now, Finch is offering a free electrical panel inspection. or $199 for a home safety inspection. And and that's incredibly important. Finch can, if you need an outlet put in, Cody and his team can do that. If you need your house rewired, they can do that. There is no project too small. There is no project too big. That's why Finch is the best in town. 612-357-2604. Or finchhomesolutions.com, make sure that you tell them when you call or fill out the form online, too, that the boys at Purple Daily and Score North told you that Finch is the place to be because that helps them, that helps us. They will help you. finchhomesolutions.com.
0: There is one project that Finch Home Solutions will not help you with. What? your you manscaping.
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> okay, touche.
1: And I have, from our friends at Manscaped, a new toy. I have the handyman here, gentlemen. Whoa. I have the handyman. Look at this nice little, it fits in the palm of your hand. And, you know, old Whiskery Dex tweets here. You know, he's not like the other boys on this show. He can't grow a nice, big, thick beard. But what he does have to do is trim up some of this little stubble that happens. And it's nice to have, you know, just a little guy here. To take care of things, all right? It's nice. Oh, that's yes, so like that, barber shop. that neck
0: beard cleaned up. That yeah. neck beard, yeah. You know that's what nice. I mean, no, still, yeah, that's still he awesome. next to
1: me for three hours. He didn't say anything about my neck beard hairs. At least he didn't say anything to my face about them. And that's probably because I have the handyman at Manscaped. It's perfect for travel as well. And when you go to Manscaped.com, promo code PURPLE will get you 20% off any product plus free shipping. Go to Manscaped.com, use promo code PURPLE in checkout for 20% off plus free shipping from our friends at Manscaped.
0: You know, one cool thing uh, we're also doing today here before we get back to the camp notes, we are unveiling another section of the Score North shop. So when you go to scorenorth.com shop, there's obviously the merchandise wing, which includes the Before I Die shirts and Victory Mondays. But now we have a collectibles wing, which includes all sorts of amazing signed merchandise, so I think one of the things that popped up here for the YouTube audience was a signed Justin Jefferson spotlight catch. This is a framed photo of Justin Jefferson with one hand snagging that famous catch against the Buffalo Bills. Signed and professionally framed. And they have more than one available. available. It would fit behind it you It would yes, right. right look great right back here where okay. Joe
2: is or Bobby Orr. How about yes. that right there? Well, that would be a nice uh, gift for me.
0: All you have to do is go to scorenorth.com oh, slash shop, click on collectibles. My you pals. can use the promo code SCORE to save 10%. You guys could get together. <laughs> you guys could get together and buy it, so it could be right back there. Look at that. <laughs> Who wants to put a group together to buy things for Judd? Here, at scorenorth.com slash shop. <laughs> Just That's right. Just de- just deck out Judd's home <laughs> office. That's what this entire collectible store this is for. Awesome, yes. you guys! I'm looking d- at this. This is they crazy. have a slapshot jersey. Your favorite movie, a slapshot jersey they, signed by the cast. They, they've got a Philip Gustafson
2: signed street hockey goalie helmet with inscription, and oh, it looks like a. That. It's really really cool. There's a lot of nice S. stuff here.
0: Yes. This is pretty. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So we're excited about this, and uh, hopefully you guys find some stuff that that can fit your man caves or gifts for people, whatever it is. Use the promo code SCORE to save ten percent on all products site wide.
2: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and
0: I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
2: Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
0: didn't want to do another stomp you out speech.
2: It
1: opened up so many more doors.
2: The
0: show is called
1: The
2: The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, back to the camp notes here. Back from, uh, we're going to go from decorating Judd's home office. I'm excited for for what's going to be showing up on my doorstep. (laughs) So... Defensive back update. By my tally, we had, I didn't catch all the interceptors, but Joan Williams had two interceptions. I think both yep. of Kirk Cousins. Yep. Lewis Seen picked off a tip pass. He had a diving interception on a tip pass. Of of um, Mullins that was for Mullins. Josh Oliver. Yep. yep. Josh Oliver tipped it. What
2: were the do you have the details on the other two I think interceptions? I have a, I have one more uh Troy Die. Troy Die had a I, I, I think it was a I think it might have been a red zone pick. It was a nice pick. And Troy yes. Die was getting if I'm not mistaken Troy Die for the first time that I've seen was getting a little bit of first te- team run as well. Brian uh Brian Flores clearly is not afraid to mix things up which I love. Like Jordan Hicks didn't take part in some of team and it was, it was, uh, pace and Osamoa and then Dai got some run. Like he is clearly exploring. There, there's more competition than I
0: expected, which I love. Yeah. And there should be. This was the worst defense, Absolutely. one of the worst defenses in the league last year. There should be very few. No, they got rid of half the guys, but there should be very few solidified spots. The other thing I noticed a couple times in the one on one drills. So when it's just defensive back versus pass catcher, Byron Murphy Jr lined up on Justin Jefferson a couple times, and blanketed him. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know, some of the deep stats like pro football focus the last couple of years would say, you know, Byron Murphy Jr., not the best overall cornerback by any means, but very good in single coverage. So uh, watching that sort of play out. Now, Justin Jefferson is mostly getting the best of almost everyone that he lines up against. But for Byron Murphy Jr. to have some really good reps one-on-one against the best wide receiver in the world is very encouraging because he's going to have to be lined up in single coverage a lot in this defense. So I thought that was – he had one where he literally, like, he blanketed and then cut the route off on the inside and knocked the pass down. And that's pretty much the the best job you can do on a guy like Justin Jefferson.
2: Just if I had to guess right now, I think the Vikings' corners are going to draw some flags. But I like but I like the, but I don't mind the approach. Like, like I think if the, I think if the choice is, yeah, just get beat or you know what? Take a shot.
0: Yeah. I'd rather take a shot. So Xavier Rhodes was kind of like that. You know, God, you really like Xavier Rhodes. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Let's see what's next here in the old, the old notebook. Okay. Dwayne McBride. He's still getting run. You know, they're, they're mixing him in. But I was talking to some of the guys that, and you've said this too, that have been out there uh, covering on a daily basis, like our guy Andrew Kramer from the Star Tribune, uh, Alec Lewis from The Athletic. And everyone's pretty much in agreement that Dwayne McBride fumbles too much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even yesterday, a a play stopped, but you can tell it's a thing, and you can tell that the defensive players know that it's a thing. And so even after the whistle, he'll still be like cradling the ball. They've told him dude, walk around your freaking house and cradle the football. And defensive players are just pounding at it, trying to get that ball to come out. Mm -hmm. So that would probably be a thing that, uh, especially if he drops one in a joint practice or a preseason game, that would just end your chances of being on the 53-man roster. So, yeah, that's my observation is that Dwayne McBride seems to be fumbling way too much to make the team.
2: And he had a really rough practice on Saturday, and the same exact thing t- took place. He got he got done with a run. He went down, but then he got back up to, to like you know try to complete the play in his mind, and he immediately got stripped. Yeah. So yeah, you're exactly right. I I think he's a practice squad guy. So like the more I watch, Ty Chandler's been the one. No, that's I, hey.
1: Go, no, that, that's, that's, right. actually, that's my mind. wall here. Can you guys, can you guys uh, give me some of this stuff? For us? <laughs> practice. You know, you need stuff on, on your wall. More don't than just, don't and, you, uh,
2: yeah. ma- don't you mock me. Look at my wall. I got Met Stadium. I kind of like Joe the asylum Maurer, in here. Bobby in fact, Orr, uh, I came hits.
1: home a little late last night. and Old Dex tweets I had to pass out on this bed for a few hours. So uh, I, I was even sleeping in this, in this asylum. Oh, um, I was a good boy. I just, she was sleeping and I was like, I'll just go sleep in the other bed. It's fine. Vinny, st- Vinny didn't even come around with me. It was okay. It was all right. Yeah. Um, but but Ty Chandler's been struggling in pass pro, right? That's kind of the reason I know they've released the unofficial depth chart. Technically, I guess, if you want to go off of it, Ty Chandler's RB3 in that department. Uh, but clearly, he I think Seaford had the note that he's getting a crash course, basically, in pass protection.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's a thing that, like, pass protection's hard to quantify, but it's usually the thing that prevents young running backs from getting Put on the roster that and fumbling right. If you can't figure out, yes. All right, this is uh, based on this look. I need to be crossing over this way to pick up this linebacker or whatever. Like that's a hard puzzle to figure out sometimes. Yes. Okay. Next point. Oh. <laughs> I was just waiting You're... for you to go. Okay. You. No, like I was sitting here.
2: I'm. I'm listening. I'm listening, and I, I agree completely. <laughs> Did it Did not
0: look like Jeb was going to go. You there? Wanted- it looked like you wanted to make. No,
2: I, like I was there. just sitting here like this. Okay, and, and you're doing a great job. I like the camp notes. See, it's not always incumbent on me to carry the camp notes, and you were out there and it's you took great. a ton of good notes. Yeah,
0: I'm actually going to throw it to you for my next camp note because you had uh, written statistics on the kicker battle yeah. yesterday. Oh. I will say my note is Greg Joseph missed another field goal wide left, and it, I think it was from inside 50 yards wide left yes. yesterday. Yes, it so was. Okay. What stats do you have? So I um so Greg
2: Joseph attempted six kicks. Um, It's Podlesny, right? Jack yeah. Podlesny. Yeah. He attempted Sounds five right. kicks. Okay. Greg Joseph from 32. Good. From 40. Wide left. 40. Wow. And then from 37, 45, 48, and 50, all good. So he... He missed wide left. I think every kick he has missed, if I'm not mistaken, in training camp practices so far in what's been the kicking competition, has been wide left, which is yeah. interesting. Um, the kid, Podlesny, 32-yard field goal attempt. Good. 42-yard. Good. 45-yard. Good. 47-good. Is he going to complete the perfect day? Mm, 51 yards wide left. Meh. That now, But that's 51, which I want you to make, but um, – Podlesny missed a thirty-two or thirty-three yard kick in the stadium in the night practice in the stadium on Thursday, which is again more concerning. If you're talking with, if you're talking inside fifty, I don't think teams have a lot of patience for misses.
0: Well, but they missed too many fifty yarders last. Day. I think fifty yarders in the NFL now are not just right, but, throw, throwaways. You, but aren't make you those more alarmed?
2: Two- but aren't you more alarmed when it's when it's inside fifty?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, especially because extra points are now iffy, you know, yep. being from you know fifteen yards further out. So it doesn't seem like either one of these guys is uh, Adam Vinatieri in his prime at this point. I think that's that's that's. Let's add that to the list of camp notes here that the Vikings do not have Justin Tucker on their football team. What was Pod Lesney the one that missed that just horrible kick because he was with Georgia
1: right? Didn't he, like wasn't wasn't there a like an obnoxiously missed kick in the BCS title game or one of the big um, last see. season games? Look for, at you, Mister College Football. This is impressive. I well, I was I was that's when I was at the uh, Iowa Sportsbook, and I remember watching that, just being <laughs> appalled how terrible that kick was. How much money he cost?
0: You. He missed a third. So this is a couple of years ago. he Missed a thirty-six yard field goal in a game. In, it's like September. This is September of two thousand twenty-one. Georgia kickers uh, scare me so. Yeah,
1: Blair Walsh isn't that? It's Blair yes. Walsh, right?
0: Blair Walsh, yes. So yeah, they man, scare man. me. So, I don't know. Well, someone's gonna win this kicking job, and either way, we're gonna be nervous as bleep the first time he lines up for any sort of meaningful kick. Oh, was and then Ohio my... State.
1: it was it was Ohio State the Peach Bowl. That's what it was. Okay. It okay. Against yeah.
0: What it Look was. at you. My final camp note for you guys. You just alluded to the unofficial depth chart so the, it's funny because the the Vikings have to release this before the Seahawks game every team has to release a depth chart but they're calling it an unofficial depth chart mm-hmm. but isn't it if the team is releasing a depth chart doesn't it's that make funny. it an official depth chart like why is it unofficial
2: I think it is more appropriately sh- should be called the deception depth chart because there's <laughs> a lot of deception on this depth chart <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, well, I'm just kind of going through here. So KJ Osborne is the number two wide receiver right now. So it lists starters and then backups. It doesn't list, at least what I'm looking at, doesn't list first teamer, second teamer, third teamer, fourth, correct? Fourth teamer.
2: Correct. They've got guys tied tied together. There, there's a lot of ands.
0: Yes. You know. So. Okay. So like backups. Yeah. Here you go. So starter Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne. Backups yep. Jalen Naylor and Jordan Addison. Semicolon. Jalen Rager and Brandon Powell. Oh, another camp note from yesterday. Not to pick on him, but Jalen Rager dropped a pass in an individual drill that was thrown by Kevin O'Connell. So Kevin O'Connell's back there. He's still got some bullets in the chamber, man. He's back there. He loves, you know, and he's doing like the the, the patty cake thing. Oh, he's got the quarterback thing down, Pat, no question. All the mannerisms. And uh, he did hit Jordan Addison on a perfect crossing ball at one point. But they were doing a drill where the receivers – had to, like, run through this little doorway thing. So they had to, like, yeah. get low, kind of go through the doorway thing, and then come around on a curl, and boom, yep. like, the ball is there. And Kevin O'Connell put one right between the, I was going to say right between the numbers, but I guess right on the number, the only number. That on was the five. On Jalen Riker's uh, on his jersey, and it just bounced right off, and he kind of bobbled it. Yeah. And then Kevin O'Connell yeah. kind of gave him a little tutorial. It's like, that's probably not. When you turn around and your roster spots are already in question and it's the head coach that threw you the pass that you dropped, that's not a good yeah. sign.
2: And you were drafted one pick ahead of Justin Jefferson, who who I guess now was uh, came out as the second best player in the entire league according to the player vote. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a little bit of a problem. Yes. I'm
0: just looking through some of the defensive things here. So, like, inside linebackers, Brian Osamoa and Jordan Hicks, the starters, the backups are Troy Dye and Troy yeah. Reader, semicolon. And then you get to Ivan Pace in sort of the I've next backup one. group.
2: And that's just absolute BS. Ivan Pace is contending for a starting job. <laughs> so, like, Ivan Pace in, in, in what world is what we've seen in practice translate to Ivan Pace being a third teamer? So that's where, yeah, the, the deception there. And I, I, teams hate to do, and I get at depth charts when there's um, essentially 90 guys in camp. So I totally get that. But, yeah, Ivan Pace, in no way, shape, or form, is a third-teamer right now. Maybe a second, but, I mean, he is, he is vying right now with Asamoah for that starting job.
0: And the corner one is funny, too. So starters, Byron Murphy Jr. and Caleb Evans. Mm-hmm. Backups, Andrew yeah. Booth Jr. and Jawan Williams, semicolon. Makai Blackman and is it Kalen Barnes? Yeah. Semicolon. But Makai Blackman is by your account, the starting yeah. outside corner in nickel right
2: now. So. I've got notes here on 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 this with, with the deception actually highlighted, yeah. and by the Blackman one, I've got BS written down. <laughs> just so I remembered. it's BS. Full of crap. He,
0: I think he's going to start. I think Blackman's going to start. I don't know. I think he's going to move further back on the depth chart the next time they put They should do that. They should just keep sliding guys back. <laughs> He's, he cut, actually. I'm not sure. So there you go. Those are Magadax camp notes here from uh, the Monday two-and-a-half-hour epic-long practice session. It was fun. We uh, we chatted with some Score North and Purple Daily listeners yesterday, and Dex and I did, too, at Target Center and uh, at the surrounding bars nearby. So it's, al- it's always fun when you guys come up and uh, want to talk sports and chop it up. So don't be shy at Vikings training camp come say hi to us if you see that us. uh
1: there's a security
0: guard even on the floor that said okay okay i didn't hear a security he guard i know I,
1: I blew him off yeah you're you're the worst you're the sometimes worst people
2: yeah. yell and you and, and you're not sure if it's your name yeah and there's nothing worse than like stopping to like soak in the adulation yeah. Yeah, and, like, we'll and it wasn't your now, name I didn't and know you just feel like an idiot because I've I've had things and I you know Judd and I can barely hear Judd and I'm like is that Judd or are they yelling at like Justin Jeff you know and, and so I just sort of like I'm not going to assume that this is about me <laughs> is that That's Judd or some... are
0: they yelling Dud uh, who are they yeah exactly they well, at? Or, or just anything you yeah. know are so, they yelling Kirk I can't figure it yeah. out it's hard to
2: well sometimes it's a lot it. of noise coming from the same area and then I sort of like back off I don't mean to be rude but I also don't want to assume that I am being yelled no, at no, no
0: you don't want in to a be positive bad. way. Yeah, exactly. You're a modest guy. So, all right, uh, that's your your camp notes for the day here. If you guys could click the subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, you can help spread the word about this awesome community. You are helping us build, and we'll catch you. We're going to give you a bonus episode because Judd has an updated 53 for you later today.